Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 4, verses 21 to 30. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, Do hear also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum. And he said, Truly I tell you, No prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months and there was a severe famine over all the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever read the book, Great Expectations. I haven't. <laughs> I was supposed to, but I didn't. It was required reading in ninth grade English class at Marietta High School. Because I hadn't read it, I had to frantically read through the cliff notes the night before my paper was due. That book is just so long. Uh, there are so many details. If, if Charles Dickens, the author, would have just left out all the adjectives and adverbs, the book might have been about 30 pages long, in which case I would have read it. Isn't, isn't that a shame? Plus, it seemed like every one of my classmates hated it. In fact, one of my classmates, I just remembered this last week, she threw her copy of Great Expectations out the, the second floor window of the classroom when the teacher wasn't looking. So I'm sure, I'm sure that if my English teacher had great expectations of us, how much we would be enriched by this book and what all we would learn as we read it, she was sorely disappointed. Has anything like that ever happened to you? Have you ever expected something great to come from a group of people only to have them throw the book which you gave them out the window or worse, attempt to throw you off a cliff? Our second scripture lesson is just the first time a crowd attempts to kill Jesus. It won't be the last. 
For this event described in our second scripture lesson from the Gospel of Luke describes a habit of humanity which must be closely examined. It's not enough to just ask why a village of people would try to throw the Savior off a cliff or why later did the the crowd call for his crucifixion. We must start by asking why high school students resist beautiful literature Why do patients so often ignore what their doctor tells them to do? Or why, why don't husbands just listen to their spouses? A couple weeks ago, I was at the church more than I should have been. I had several evening meetings in a row. And Sarah's always talking to me about this. All kinds of people are talking to me about this. But what was more was that a couple weeks ago when I was finally home for dinner, our daughter Lily asked, Daddy, have I grown any since the last time you saw me? (laughs) Then Cece, our younger daughter, comes down uh, to the kitchen with her right hand extended. Dad, my name is Cece. I'm your daughter, in case you forgot. I could have just listened to Sarah when she told me. Why didn't I? Why don't I just listen to people who love me enough to tell me the truth? I'm convinced it is because we all resist change. We all are naturally programmed to try and stay the same. I want to eat what I want, namely chili dogs from Brandy's. I want to do what I want, namely work hard during the day and sleep late in the morning. And I want to listen to the kind of music that that I like. So I would struggle to tell you the name of a single song which was released in the last 10 years. Could, Could you do it? If not, if you can't name a song that was released in the last 10 years, then you are probably like me, just a little stuck in your ways, resisting new things, and have a lot more in common with the villagers in Nazareth than maybe you would care to admit. A truth about humanity is that we don't like new things all that much. We don't like change, which probably means that we are not at all that excited to hear what whomever God has sent to us has to say. Because God is all the time interrupting our routines and calling us to think about our actions. Remember John the Baptist? John the Baptist didn't come proclaiming a message of, y'all are doing great, just keep on doing what you're doing. No. John's message was, repent. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Did people listen? Yes, some of them did, but not everybody. Herod killed them. So, what about you? Do you listen to the prophets or try to throw them off of cliffs? Think about it for just a minute. Consider the prophets we have known, the the change makers, the speakers of inconvenient truths. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wanted to change some things, and what happened to him? President Jimmy Carter once told this nation to put on a sweater, and he was nearly impeached. And maybe some here can remember being a teenage girl and once brought a boy home. Maybe he was just a little bit 
older, had some money because he dropped out of high school and got a job, rode a motorcycle, had a leather jacket, seemed so mature. Or maybe he seemed so smart, smarter than all the professors who didn't really know what they were talking about, yet he seemed to understand you and knew exactly what you were trying to say. Maybe he he lost his temper sometimes, but you said it was just because he was so passionate. And maybe mama sat you down and said, honey, he's an idiot. And maybe you stormed out of the living room and told her that you just didn't understand true love, yet one day you woke up and you said to yourself, mama was right. Mama was right about him. Consider the prophets we have known, the the speakers of truths that we did not want to hear. Just think about them for a moment. Some people have voodoo dolls made in the image of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Why? I believe that it is because this is just how we are. And if there is anything that we need to understand about ourselves, it is that we would rather continue in our way of life than listen to truth tellers and change our ways. For generations, who have we been but those who ignore the prophets? And so later in the gospel, Jesus will say... Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. And we're not any different. We don't like prophets either. You know who we do like? People who tell us what we want to hear. It must just be in our DNA. But it's strange because it doesn't always do us any good. If Dr. Phil were here, he'd ask... Ignoring the prophets. Well, how's that working for you? In this time of COVID-19, I think it's especially important not just to argue, but to try and understand why anyone would fiercely deny the reality of this virus. I believe it is because we are all programmed to defend our way of life, even if our way of life is killing us and the truth would set us free. And so... I'm grateful to Dr. Nelson Price, who was bold enough to write down some sobering statistics in last week's paper. He was quoting the well-respected study conducted by the Pew Research Center that 30% of adult Americans are not affiliated with any religion whatsoever, which is 10% higher than it was a decade ago. 29% of adult Americans consider themselves atheist, agnostic, or nothing at all. That's up 6% from five years ago. Americans are praying less. 45% say they pray daily, which is down from 58% just five years ago. And only four in ten adults in this country consider religion very important in their lives. Not a one of these statistics is positive, he wrote. Alone, they are cause for concern. Together, compounded, they are highly disturbing. And I believe Dr. Price is right about that, exactly right. But I want to issue one corrective to Brother Price's article, which ends with how afraid he is that when the trumpet blows, too many will face the fires of hell. 
It's that fear will not change this nation. Only love can do that. That's the missing ingredient an awful lot of the time. Love. An old preacher once said, Jesus loves you just as you are, but he loves you too much to allow you to stay as you are. That's the truth. And so many, so there are so many out in this world who want to, to change the world, yet if they don't love the world, it's not going to work. You can't change someone who doesn't know that he is loved. Do you know how many children in this world don't know that they're loved? Do you know how many are stuck in isolation, feeling lost and alone? You don't have to look hard to find someone in your neighborhood who is convinced that no one really cares about them. The joke I shared last Sunday that Ray Fountain shared with me about the man so, so lonely he enjoyed visiting with the telemarketer. That's real life for someone you know. But we don't always see it. So Jesus, the greatest of all truth tellers, says to the people of Nazareth, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, Do hear also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum. But Jesus responded to them, Remember, remember that Elijah was sent to a widow at Zarephath and Sidon. Remember that the only leper Elisha cleansed was Naaman the Syrian. In other words, Jesus was saying, I know you all want me to help you, but I'm here to tell you to love the world outside these walls. The saying of his does two things at once. For one thing, it points us to the world, a world of war and disease, a world where uh, people are being priced out of their neighborhoods. There's a lady up the road whose kids never call. We get tired of going to the doctor while so many in our world can't even afford to go. Think about the world, Jesus says, but this is the, the other thing. When we start to think about the world, when we start to think outside ourselves, we may then find the very healing that we need. But sometimes we become so consumed with our own pain that the only way to heal is to love our neighbor as ourselves. That's saying, doctor, hear yourself. What it means is that sometimes the doctor is healed of his own wounds when he stops looking at them and instead reaches out to care for someone else. Jesus loves us enough to tell us that. Just like your mother who maybe... Loved you enough to tell you the truth that your boyfriend, uh, that which you loved, wasn't, in a, wasn't a good guy. Maybe she loved you enough to tell you to, to get off the couch and to go play outside. Maybe your mother told you enough. She loved you enough to tell you to say your prayers, to go to church, to study your Bible. Maybe your mother loved you enough to tell you to trust in Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. Mama was right about him too. Trust in Jesus. 
Listen to what he has to say. Because Jesus always loves us enough to tell us the truth. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia. Or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org. Thank you.